are coming for the long mm. lunch, including Lee Jordan, who probably doesn't need a three-courser. Oh, he might be able to help us get a ticket, Matthew, to uh, this uh, <laughs> exclusive luncheon that you speak of. We're here live from Flemington for the Victoria Racing Club and the annual long lunch, the Flemington Racing Spectacular, begins this Saturday at Flemington on Australian Guineas Day. Come and join us for three spectacular Group 1 race days in March. Find out more at vrc.com.au. The VRC's Executive General Manager of Racing, Lee Jordan, joins us live here at Flemington. Hello, uh, Lee. How are you, Matt? And Matt, sorry I didn't construct the uh, invite list. So There's still time to, to sneak us on, I think. <laughs> but, uh, Any late scratching yeah. that we could uh, supplement for. We yeah, could be I'll, the emergencies I'll, that I'll, might get inserted into the... Uh... Hey, there was a lovely touch earlier. Um, Jamie Carr, we've got an interview with her from our roving man, Andrew Bensley, um, reunited with Harlem. There's just yeah, these little yeah. one percenters that are a nice touch uh, lethal. Yeah, no, that's, it is good, isn't it? We know uh, Harlem. The first group one winner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good stat. Mm. We know he won the uh, Melbourne Cup. Uh, sorry, Melbourne Cup, the Australia Cup, a couple of years in a row. And I know his owner won. I think on the second time cleared out the tab of cash that day. Yeah. So uh, it's a good story. Hey, yeah. can I ask you something? You're probably not the right man, but I nearly drove into it around that roundabout. I hadn't seen it before. The Dali apartment complex development on course. Yeah. What, what do we know about? Well, that? it's obviously not uh, our our construction. It's obviously a. a another company but yeah it's starting to develop and um, I think it'll be 10 or 12 stories and uh, mm. pretty impressive I think they may even be talking about doing a hotel downstairs as well so yeah it mm. looks looks very good isn't it fascinating I know we've got to get on to business but um, just, just, it's fresh in my mind because I've just done a piece on it the, what the future looks like for the big metro tracks for the surroundings like the cityscape and so on with Mooney Valley and Caulfield being very happy valley-ish and you even notice it here because we're sitting here and looking over the, the CBD but the apartment complexes up the top of the straight six and those developments in Footscray it makes Flemington feel a, even though it's a wide open space it gives it a slightly snug feel in a really nice way doesn't it when it's yeah. surrounded by not vacant space. No you're right and the club currently is um, engaging in a, a capital master plan that's looking at all those sorts of developments so mm. um, stay tuned on that but you're right there's plenty of development and seriously we're, how, how far from the city? Yeah. It's a nice yeah, Matty yeah. Shield is looking for a new uh, place to live. You could maybe move out yeah, here, maybe Matty, that, to that the west the side. For the daily, yes. uh, if there's any real estate yeah. agents listening, I've been evicted from Cote d'Azur and there's a massive queue for all that. I'm oh. getting knocked back everywhere. I might have to sleep on the beach yeah, unless someone will take hardly me Hardly a in. better spot than looking over uh, the Flemington Racecourse, Lee, which this weekend sees the Group 1 Australian Guineas and it's a day where we see two Guineas in Australia, but the field here at Flemington is an absolute cracker. It is, uh, Matt, uh, 16 full field plus one emergency and some... I mean, great horses coming out of the CS Hayes, like Elliptical, um, Patrician, etc. And um, uh, Jackano, obviously, multiple group one winners. The favourite interesting story is Legato, the filly mm. of Ken and Bev Kelso. And you remember they brought over uh, Levante, the sprinter that ran uh, fourth well, or fifth in the, the new outside market. Division. Yeah, won the outside division. Don't know if she'll be back, but they've got a great filly called Legato. Arguably probably should have won all six starts and was very unlucky last start in the Caracas million. So she's a real wild card uh, in, into the race, but it's just, you know, you go through the field and it is chock-a-block. So it's probably one of the best guineas seen for a while. There's a perennial argument about running two guineas on the same day, but I think aside from that, this stands up individually as a race. And one thing we've got with uh, the Australian guineas this year is a, it can pitch into the Australian Cup. And there's a horse that I know that you'd love to see to, as a centrepiece in the Australian Cup. 
you've got a feeling it's a three-year-old's year, and it's my feeling as well. And there's one called Pericles that I'd love to see Godolphin slot into the Australian Cup. I think you're right, Matt. With the new Australia Cup, me now going back that two weeks and two weeks into the Queen Elizabeth, it really uh, is there. I know there'll be plenty of older horses like Steinem and, and maybe Gold Trip in there, but I think a three-year-old, it really sits up well. The race is worth $3 million, wait for age, so it's late into the three-year-old career. And Pericles, you said, uh, elliptical could be mm-hmm. a chance. I know Miramasa connections are eyeing that off. There'd be a few that probably the Australian Guineas are running on that could be a real good chance to go to the Australia Cup, so something we'll be following up for sure. And that relationship between the new market, the Australian Cup and the Australian Guineas, there's been a bit of a moving feast element to their their sequence over the last 20 or 30 years, but I reckon three-year-olds add so much wildcard attraction to any race, and all the talk about the Spring Carnival changes, some of the potential changes would have limited that, and some of them wouldn't have, but... The idea of a three-year-old in Australia, I remember the year Saintly won it, it sort of car, yeah. it was the beginning of his career, basically, yeah. so, and with a name like Australian Cup, it just seems as though it, it needs every possible element it can get, and now this two-week gap means we might we might just get a really special three-year-old. Yeah, no, I think so, and also we've corrected that gap, uh, it's being after the All-Star Mile, albeit you're going to have to back up a week, but then on for the next five or six years, it's a two-week gap, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I think we can see the Australia Cup getting back to its uh, iconic status as really producing quality uh, horses, and I think this year will be the start of that. And now that Super Saturday has been effectively split as well, so the new market falls on a different day, but Gee, it's uh, going to shape up to be one of the races of the autumn as well. I feel like every sprint race here in Melbourne, yeah, people are calling it the race of the autumn. But if you look through the market, oh. I wish I win, um, lofty strike. There's in secret. There's a in host secret. of exciting horses that'll be going down the straight. And, and they're a bit of a separate division in the Oakley Plate. Like mm. the, when you don't have a standout champion like Black Caviar, you get something a bit better in some ways as yeah. far as. Uh, the the amount of absolutely top class sprinters we've got, there's about 20 of them mm, nationwide. Know. You know. It's it's well, it's 150th running. Uh, a lot of people call it the Melbourne Cup for sprinters. It's you know iconic race, got a lot but of history. But one more new markets than he did yeah. Melbourne Cups. Yeah. <laughs> How many did he win? More than well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you're right, Matt. Like, you know, you've mentioned I wish I win in secret, lofty strike. Uncommon Uncommon James hopefully will go on. We're hearing yep. private eye yeah. will yeah, come down. Now, up. I know he ran in the Champions Mile last year, which was a bit of a, an odd thing to us because he loves the straight. Uh, he's got a great record down the straight. So he, he Private eye versus I wish I win would be massive. And then you've got Rock oh. and Horse. Mm. Who won the race last year? Don't so, forget about In Secret. Who won the Coolmore by three lengths. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, it's going to be one hell of a new market, and um, you know we've got the CUNY on the same day, and the size produce got a great support program. We've got a new race called the Australia Cup Prelude, where horses could use that as a as a leap um, into the Australia Cup on the 25th of March. So um, it's great. And as you mentioned, the three-year-old sprinters on the 25th of March, obviously the Australia Cup's been moved there, increased the prize money, but we've put the Roy Higgins there, which used to be on this weekend, which I think will improve the race. It's it's a ballot exempt into the Melbourne Cup and prize money up to half a million. So um, as well as that, the Moomba Plate used to be on Australia Cup Day has also been moved there and we've renamed it the Sunlight Classic. 
after the great filly that won the, the Coolmore and the Newmarket in the same year. And that's worth half a million as well. It's two weeks into the Arrowfield. So, again, encouraging those three-year-old sprinters. Um, we, we've got to develop a really good quality three-year-old sprint. I know they're running in the open, but it'd be good to develop that as well. And the Roy Higgins, um, it's the same day as the Tankard. Why wouldn't you go to the Roy Higgins over 2,600? It's a listed race. You're in the cup, and you're not going to get a penalty if, uh, for weights because it's only a listed race. So mm. horses like, say, a Sulcum would be perfect in that sort of race and uh, I'm sure there'll be a few others emerge in the next couple of weeks. I'm curious to see what the postscript from that first up run was with Sulcrum. Hey, you're not the only superstar here, Ricky Ponting mm. just walked past and now man, he's like a He's like a cougar, Andrew Bensley. He just sort of sneered <laughs> in his little past. So, um, not in the, Obviously, I'm getting not in right. The, not in the dating sense <laughs> yeah. of a cougar. Was, um, I'm glad you clarified but that. But Ricky Ponding's going to join us, and I want to ask him about the inevitable and, uh, and the, 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 the sort of the rise of Tasmanian racing in recent weeks. So it'd be good to get Andrew... Um, well, it'd be great to get Andrew Bensley, but even better to get Ricky Ponting. <laughs> yeah. He was very good yesterday at Dean Lester's uh, lunch too. So, um, oh, great. It was good. Uh, Lee, I noticed as well that you've changed the criteria slightly around the Andrew Ramsam later on in the autumn. What was the thinking behind that? So originally it was for two, three and four-year-olds that would become four, five and six-year-olds in the cup because yep. they obviously change age at uh, go older, August 1. And the thinking when we first bought it is we wanted to make sure we had a young up-and-coming stayer and try to have a quality winner. And, and I think we did. But now that I think the race is established, we thought, well, we might as well open up. We thought, do we do two, three... Do we do, sorry, do we three, four, five, six-year-olds? Then we think, well, hang on, let's just open it up. Yep. I think the race is well established now. People are aiming for it. We just want to make sure we get a quality winner of the race that's deserving to be in, in the Melbourne Cup. And we've, we saw the first running surprise baby, and, and the winners since then have you know run top tens, etc. So it's served its purpose. But we thought, let's open it up, um, let all. And also we've got probably some of those northern hemisphere horses that are uh, one year older because of the of the, of the age difference too so uh but but yeah hope, hopefully that'll improve the race speaking too. of northern hemisphere i'm reading joseph o'brien's going to head to sydney and have a crack at animo and so on i know it's so far out that it's almost a silly question in a lot of ways but what's your gut feeling about um the re-inclusion of um i don't know what the latest with the rv vet checks is whether it's eased or not but what's your um, you've got a level of confidence I'm thinking more across the board because of the Champions Day as well like whether we don't just get six or seven Melbourne Cup horses but whether how early do you start to pitch to Europeans and what sort of horses are you looking at Neil Wilson when he spoke to us on the radio about six months ago said we're not afraid to totally target a specific horse if we really want it with all of that sort of in the mix what, 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 are, you, what are you thinking regarding internationalisation uh, this, this spring I think your first point is that RV are doing their review into the uh, protocols. And, look, we don't uh, steer away from the, the thing that we need, the Melbourne Cup, to be the safest race. It's the most high-profile race around the world from Australia. So it needs to be safe. So we don't steer away from that. That's number one objective. Um, so obviously the scans will remain. But probably I think some of our input is there to, to make the process more streamlined uh, and make it more user-friendly so that it's, it's, not, uh, it, it's easy for horses to come here, easier. But they still have to go through the scanning, but just, you know, to, to clean that side of things up. And uh, RV do a great job, and uh, Paul Bloodworth, the international recruitment, and, and he understands this situation, he understands the markets, and will be obviously involved as well. But I think uh, that still is a bit of a barrier, 
uh, for people travelling. Uh, it's great that uh, Sydney, I think, are going to have 20 international horses. So we need to have internationals coming here for a whole range of reasons that puts our racing on the world stage. Um, we obviously don't need to go back to the days where we had 10 or 12 runners in the cup. And, and I agree with you, Matt, we're better off getting quality runners in the cup. And yeah, our aim is obviously to get some international, quality international horses on the Champions Day and the Sprint Mile in 2000. So not just get numbers for the sake of having them. But it is important we do get uh, a level of international uh, competition, but we need to look at those protocols and make them more user-friendly. I saw a little bit of commentary on Twitter yesterday around the dates that the Melbourne Cup falls on this year and also the arc is sort of allows maybe a potential... Um, you know, get a lot of arc Melbourne Cup crossover really though. I think no, we... the Melbourne Cup's on the 7th this year of November, is that right? Yeah. And then the arc might be on the 1st of October, so... Yeah, it, 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 look, it, you could... Um, to Matt's point, yeah, we don't get a lot of crossover there. Look, there's not saying that there may not be a horse that comes out of that, but... Um, yeah, it's we'll, just we'll too wait, tight, yeah. wait and it, see. It, it's very fine timing yeah. because if it'll run the race, go virtually go straight into quarantine. Mm. And to be honest with you, depending if the shipping dates all line up, even though it looks like it's a month, so it's two weeks, two weeks, if the shipping date doesn't fall, it may not even be possible. But We'll ask you about the crowd and you know the build-up to the, the next few weeks, crowd expectations and so on. But just in my little fantasy world, I know quarantine's quarantine. This could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You, you're in a tutu in this fantasy. <laughs> okay. um, that is. No, that's a nightmare, mate. <laughs> um, I keep wondering whether regional seems more achievable than global, and I keep thinking about um, the Hong Kong champions and, and a flow-through and whether we'll ever get to the stage where uh, Animo, they can expect Animo and we can expect Golden 60 or uh, California Spangle. Um, I'm thinking of Champions Day this year. I'm thinking of when you narrow your eyes and think, who do we target and how hard do we go? Um, how hard do you go at Hong Kong's champions and Japan's champions? You know, I, I agree, and I think um, we look at the top, we were saying before, the, the, the top horses, but I think there's also a good link. Um, we had the Asian Racing Conference last week and having a chat to, to Greg Carvin and Andrew Harding that were out here, that there's a great link between Champions Day, Sprint Mile 2000 fit perfectly into International Day in December. Mm. So there's definitely a correlation there as well. So, and, and does the Hong Kong Jockey Club see it the same way? I know they've always been very protective, um, but... Um, oh, I think they'd, they'd love to have yeah. the winner of the, the Sprint, the Mile. No, no, no about their coming down here and then going back. Yes, okay, yeah. No, well, look, I think depending on, again, it's tricky. Their season starts late, and this has always been the problem with getting Hong Kong horses because they start in September is having the right race to be able to run and then come down here. We've seen a horse like Lucky Nine come down. It's probably sprinters are a bit easier because you can get them fitter a bit easier, but when you get up to staying horses, it's been a bit more difficult. But I don't, definitely we'd, we'd love to have a Golden 60 on uh, Champions Day. It's, it's almost a reasonable expectation in time that that will happen, isn't it? That, yeah. Not that horse particularly, but that type of horse, you know? Yeah, and we've got cl- close relationships uh, through the World Horse Racing Group. Hong Kong are on there as well as our Scott Goodwood and Breeders' Cup, so uh, definitely. Hey, what about crowds uh, for the next few weeks? What's the what's the vibe? Well, Lightning Stakes Day was was huge, twelve thousand uh, record for ten years, which was uh, fantastic. So I don't know, are we seeing a resurgence uh, this weekend? Uh, the weather's good, twenty six degrees. Uh, you'd be hoping eight to ten thousand again uh, here. And then Newmarket uh, could be fifteen to twenty. And then the new Australia Cup day. I know the footy started but it's only like round one or I think round two. Uh, 
So hopefully with such a great race with the Australian Cup and Rory Higgins' support card, it'd be great if we could get up to that 8 or 10 as well. So it's really a big month for us, and it's a great time to be racing. I think the weather's going to be good. Uh, track will be great as as usual with Liam uh, preparing it. I'll have it as good for this Saturday. So, yeah, big big hope on on crowds. Liam should book himself out to do private, like your own backyard. <laughs> yes. Like if you want the perfect backyard, get Liam O'Keefe over. You know, you, you charge a five and a half grand. Yeah, I'll be well, a bit worried about you? the invoice later on. That's yeah, probably, can yeah. I tell you, there's no there's no inward help because my front lawn is shocking. <laughs> I've asked him a couple of times, got, At least no, you've got nothing. I've just been evicted. He's You're got, it in there. He's got a pretty big job on his hands here. Uh, last one, Lee. There's been a few dates change in the spring and there was a lot of talk that there might be more dates changing in the spring now the changes have been made champions day isn't the final group one of the the spring calendar here in victoria how does the vrc feel about that i don't think uh the way the changes have been made will really impact us um i mean the rupert clark is a 1400 meter handicap i don't think it's going to impact the champions races on on the final day so i don't i don't see any racing impacts at all so I, I think um, uh, it's interesting. I know Racing Vic have uh, definitely got a mantra about putting races into um, into later in November, uh, but I don't think the changes that are made will have any racing impact on on us whatsoever. And even, I mean, we had had a release of our economic impact and our crowds uh, uh, yesterday, and it's just sort of showing that the four days of the carnival are just such a, a mm. huge um, benefit to the economic impact. Uh, I mean, the economic impact of the four days of the carnival is bigger than any other sporting event, Australian Open, Grand Prix, etc., etc. So it just shows you the, the, the importance and the significance of the four days of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. So I think uh, from our club perspective, we'll keep um, investing in those days, growing them and making them, making them bigger and better. And I reckon the linchpin for that is historical connection to the community. It builds and builds and builds and builds and... Uh, the tradition of the dates, and I think the VRC is it told to hold its line as, as long as it can about holding, holding, uh, oh, despite everything else going around. The four around. days, it's not, it's not broken. No. The four days is booming. Yeah. In fact, I think you'll see an increase. We'll have international visitors yeah. come back. International visitors target these four days. And they, they and, like certainty on dates. Yeah. They and, like and to know. Interstate, international, and because of COVID, they'll come back more in the next coming years and the club does a lot of work in getting that tourism in and that's important to the economy. And that's why the 150th new market is so special because that's a hell of a yeah, long time. Absolutely. Yeah, it to is. be running up the straight. So yeah, that's, exactly. that, that means a hell of a lot. Absolutely. You know? uh, Lee, we appreciate you dropping by. A um, lot to talk about. It's going to be a huge weekend here. Uh, at Flemington for Guineas Day. Looking forward to all of the racing action on Saturday afternoon, and I'm sure you're looking forward to this long lunch today as well. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And Matt, I'll have a look at the guest list. <laughs>